You're listening to an iGroom Hub podcast for dog groomers. iGroom Hub is an online learning platform for groomers of all levels. Sit back, relax, and enjoy what iGroom Hub Media has to offer. Welcome to another episode of iGroom Hub Media Podcast. We are in episode seven now and we are going to do an interview with Miss Natalie West. Uh, where did it all start? Hey, Tay. How's hey, it going? Hey, Nat. How you going? We must be getting good at this now. We've done a few. So. I know. We're at seven. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so yeah. everyone loves you. I know I love you. Oh. Um, <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get deep and personal into... The heart of you. Wow, okay, cool. All right, I'm up for it. Here we go. Um, so who are you? People that don't know you, who are you? Oh, uh, well, if that's I, I'm I'm a dog groomer. I am not very different from anyone else. I uh, have a very strong work ethic and I like to achieve goals. Yeah, we can't get you to leave the shop. <laughs> I don't mind leaving the shop every now and then. <laughs> oh, now you're getting better. <laughs> but uh, no, I really enjoy hard work and I love small business, Tate. That's one of my most awesome things in life is small business because it gives people the freedom to, to you know, really put their teeth into something. And, um, you know, some people like to have kids and some people like to, you know, show dogs. Some people like to ride horses or drive motor cars or something. I actually love small business. And and to me, um, small business is not about making money. It's making a wonderful living. Yep. Yeah. What, where did it all start and why? Probably similar to everyone else, um, a love of dogs. And I got the love of dogs from mum and dad. Um, they adored their animals. But, you know, back in the day, when I think back on it, our beautiful dogs, they slept outside. And so a lot's changed since then. Not in my house. Yeah, but I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> <laughs> so just a, just a little bit. Like I could be your mum, but <laughs> yeah. So, But we all have always had dogs and yep. we used to breed bulldogs and that was great. You know, it was good fun. And it would have been a snoring household. Oh, it was a pretty smelly household. <laughs> if you ask a couple of my friends from school, they remember coming around all right. <laughs> but um, we used to sit, we used to take turns in um, sitting up and watching the bullies because the bullies roll on their pups. And back in the day, oh, we God. had whelping boxes and stuff, but it still wouldn't, wouldn't you know, the bitch, even at eight weeks, we lost a dog because the bitch lay on a, on a pup at oh eight my weeks. God. I know. <laughs> They're crazy. What? They're pretty hard to breed in the bullies. But, <sighs> um, but yeah, no, the, the love of dogs has come from a long line of family just loving them. Yeah. And, and just having them as pets, not showing, um, you know, we did, we did the odd breeding, but really just, you know, and not just dogs. We had a little hobby farm. We had cows and goats and sheep and um i had a donkey called Smokey. so yeah just just animals in general but i guess i got into grooming when um i had a little pup of my own and sassafras was uh like a what's his name sassafras (laughs) five times really fast (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my favorite woods and you know the grain of wood sassafras no (laughs) i'll show you what it looks like one day it's really pretty (laughs) and he looked like sassafras the color and um i took him to to get him groomed and little did I know that the place that I took him was like the Victorian School of Dog Grooming in Heidelberg. Oh, and wow. Yeah. And I think it cost me 35 bucks, and I nearly threw up when she said $35. It was so much money. I had zero money anyway and I went, oh, my God, okay, cool. I found the $35, no problem. But I just thought, wow, I could probably do that myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I thought, oh. I, Thank God you can. I went overseas for a year, did a bit of travel, loved that. 
adored how the French and the English, you know, had their dogs sitting up with them when they were having meals and just thought, wow, dogs are really cool. I wonder if I, I, wonder if I could, like, do some clipping. So I went back and knocked on Daphne's door and said, oh, I'm pretty interested in this sort of stuff. Can You know, is there a course? And she said, yep. And uh, she, uh, currently, like, back in the day, she was the only um, person who was um, – trained to train she'd been to America and I guess she'd done the equivalent of a master's course so she knew all the breeds and and she showed Samoids and lots of people have been trained by um by Daphna that are still actually in the industry wow Arrow the poodle groomer she came through Daphna um and loads of others Um, if anyone's listening like drop in the comments if you were ever trained by Daphna Calendar I think I went through my training um in the early 90s yeah so yeah hopefully there's a few of us still around Hmm. I wonder what she's up to I would love to know, Daphne Calendar, if you are listening. <laughs> Drop us a line. <laughs> we can do an episode. Yeah. yeah. But I was fortunate enough to – so I did a uh, a three-month course there and then I stayed on for three years and gave Daph a hand in the shop and with the grooming and just learnt the craft a bit. Then I travelled around and I, I um, you know, landed in pet shops and did some grooming in pet shops, um, in vets, and I had a dabble at home. So I really cut my teeth before I, I opened a business. What did you find the difference between and this is a little off, between working at a pet shop and working at a vet? Oh my god, I love the vets because you get to see all sorts of stuff. You get to see dissecting. You like and, you gross know, stuff. Oh yeah, parson. No, but it was um, it was really uh, it wasn't a supported working environment in the way that you know I was the, the only groomer. Yeah, but. It was great if I ever needed something, one of the vet nurses could come in and hold the dog or they could say, like if I said, oh, what's this? Is this a worm or is this um, is this ringworm or <laughs> is this open sore going to, like, you know, is the leg going to drop off if I groom around it or something? So in the, in that respect, it was great. Yeah. But the other, the other thing in the pet shop is that, you know, you are the authority in a pet shop and you have to find out things on your own. Yeah. So in the vets, I was learning a lot, but in the pet shop, I had to, uh, you know, I was learning from other people in yep. the vets, but in the pet shop, I had to actually go and do the learning myself. Yep, find so the information. Find the information, yeah. Which is then yeah. a learning. So I guess they've both got some positives. And yeah, yeah, totally. What do you enjoy the most? I have never, ever, ever tired of the bench work. I <laughs> love Table work, grooming. love it. <laughs> I just love it. I just, you know, every every day when, especially when I groom with you, Tay, it's Aww. nice to be able to share grooming now. I've so. become very lazy with my grooming. <laughs> like in, during Christmas time, we would get through more dogs than what one of us would do on our own. So we'd do half and half. I'd do the head. Nat would do the feed or vice versa. If it was a schnauzer, Nat would do always do the head. <laughs> then she goes away on holidays and I'm just like, um, now I have to do this do whole this? dog all by myself. I know. It's so much easier grooming with someone, oh. especially you and I, because we, we tend to, to work well together. So it's yeah. like telepathic. But I was like, oh, I message you. I'm like, um, excuse me. I've just had four schnauzies. Help me. <laughs> I, love, I love those days. But I love days um, when I can get some time and um, space to myself as well so I can think and create and, uh, you know, get my mind in front of me if that makes any sense so yes I'm I'm always looking forward into the future of our industry and I love the fact that I've been a part of it for so long but I also like to be a little bit visionary and see uh you know the potential for um for people to learn like classic example like the podcast you know you said you said to me one day wouldn't it be good if we had a podcast and I went what? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> but now we've got one, you know, because you, you you mentioned it, and I think, yeah, well, that's a great idea. But how do we do it? And so then it gives me the time to be able to go back and say, okay, this is what we yeah. do. Yeah, 
Mm. You like putting pen to paper then to reality. Yeah, and I love I love reaching goals. So yep. in lots of respects, small business is a fantastic um, thing for me to be doing because that's the way I like to operate. So yeah, yeah. But mostly, I mean, I just I love the work. But I also there's so many things I, I, I could go on about everything that I like about mm-hmm. this job. Um, I love working with the team. Um, I love imparting my knowledge to students that come through and I love watching others impart their knowledge to students too. So it's not all about me. And I think um, in business we can become very centric to a business and I've had to learn to take myself out of the business and um, let other people shine and I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, and that would be why you opened up a school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That same passion. Well, there was a real need as well. Like there was no one to help me groom (laughs) to teach people so that they can help me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where do you see our industry going? Mm. Well, I hopefully in my lifetime it will be regulated. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it will. Um, If enough people get behind uh, an organisation, and I think that, you know, there are some really good organisations that have been in the past. Um, I know the Pet Industry Association has had some influence on the industry. It could do better. But it can only do better if it's got members that are committed to making it better. So we we can't sit on uh, on our laurels and expect someone to do it for us. Hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah. And there's no offence made to anyone like in the pet industry that's uh, tried Loads of people have and we need more people to to do that. But I think the industry has been fragmented and one of the things and the hopes and dreams that I have is that it becomes less fragmented and we become a lot more unified mm-hmm. and that way that is the only way we'll get things done. Yep. So, yeah, there's some top people in this industry. Like we're really, really lucky to have some of the people at the top end and they've they've committed their lives to it, Tate. Like they've really been devoted to one craft for most of their working life and they're really intelligent inspiring people so maybe you know it'd be great to get an association going I know there's a strong one in WA that is um, really vocal and they do some great things Um, but if anyone's got any ideas you know along that line then yeah maybe we need to get some heads together and yeah that that sounds like a good idea but certainly education is um is my focus and that is, you know, one thing that I want to do is just educate people to know how to do the job properly, um, effectively and safely for themselves and for the doggies. So you have a lot of passion and obviously you have been because as we're recording this episode, you are about to celebrate your salon's 21st year in business. Don't say it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big achievement. I feel like small businesses need to make these milestones known and celebrate them like it's not selfish to celebrate them even if you're a small business and you're celebrating your first birthday or your six month birthday of a business yeah get a balloon popper or whatever they're called and (laughs) celebrate (laughs) hurrah (laughs) but being that you have run a successful business for 21 years plus the other businesses that you've had along the way how would you wind down they haven't always been successful, but they've been <sighs> successful. Like not not financially successful, but they've been successful in, uh, you know, in other gains. But um, how do I wind down? Well, um, I'm actually really good at winding down. To be honest, I I go home. There, uh, sorry, I've had to teach myself how to be. Um, there have been days when I have gone home, especially in the early days. I used to go home. I was racked with anxiety. If something had upset me with a customer, 
If we hadn't met expectations with a customer, I would play that scenario back in my head. I think a lot of people would relate to that. Totally cooked up about it. I remember one time I went to turn the shower on and I like my hands were shaking so much I could hardly turn the shower on. I thought, this is just crazy. Like um, but having a shower for me is one way of actually washing the day off, literally, and just like getting yep. in there and just like, that's good. I do self-care Sundays. Oh, do you? Yeah, face mask, hot shower, wash my hair, <laughs> cut out, face mask, drown myself in moisturiser oh. and sit there. And my husband's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Delirious. Yeah, no, drown myself in all my nice smelling oils oh. and face mask. Oops, <laughs> box microphone. Face mask and everything. That's how I wind down. Okay, cool. Um, this is very personal, but um, I have a Sunday bra that I wear that doesn't have dog hair in it. <laughs> the only so women will understand. Men, women, if will. you're listening to this, sorry, <laughs> TMI. But girls, we can all relate yep. to something that doesn't have hair in it. Yeah, totally. And so that's a nice feeling. Yep. <laughs> but um, mostly when I come home from work, I'm really quite good now at switching off because if you don't, you just can't go on. You know, you, your adrenaline will make you fatigue and that's what gives you like post-traumatic stress syndrome. And so um, one thing that I've that I've implemented in my daily routine is walking and I walk for 40 minutes around the suburb. That is crazy. And I don't listen to music and I don't listen to talkback radio I have my doggy, and that's our time. Except and you listen to our podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do, but um, but that is my time where I just um let life come in, and I I smell the roses, and you know I um you know just you love a, your birds. I love the birds. I love the birds, and so it's nice to have a look at you know who's who in the zoo, and and sometimes you know I think that um, in lots of ways I um I look at nature for a lot of renewal. But it's funny, you know, when I look at the birds in the suburb, we've got like, you know, sparrows and blackbirds and heaps of wattle birds, heaps of crows, magpies. The hardest working bird that I see every morning is by far the blackbird. They're the first up and they're the last to go to bed and they are just working really hard every single day. And so I think <laughs> if those birds can work that hard, then then perhaps I can too. <laughs> but yeah, so but turning off is a really important thing, Tane. You really do have to have... Um, a lot of self-will and strength to be able to shut down at the end of the day and and put those um, those feelings or those emotions, it could be, uh, you know, a little bit of stress with a co-worker or, as I said, a customer that, you know, the expectations haven't been met, how can I be better, all that sort of stuff. But um, it doesn't stop me from waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and the old brain going, dang, and yep. then it's all back on again. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. And, and I think it would be great to dedicate another podcast to talking about that and how we actually do release stress and relieve stress in yes. our bodies. And yeah. in, we can incorporate that into – because a lot of us would be – if we're stressed in our life, daily life tasks, then we would put that to our dogs and the oh, dogs would totally. feel that energy. So we will get another podcast going about how to handle emotions with – Grooming and away from grooming. I'm looking forward to that because that yeah. will be a good one. Yeah, stay totally. tuned for that one. <laughs> but it's all about me, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, which I'm not terribly good at talking. No, about. she's not. <laughs> when I approached her for this episode, she's like, "Oh, Tay, <laughs> we're getting through it though." <laughs> okay, one last thing because I know everyone will want to hear it. What advice do you give someone that's starting out? Someone that's already in it? Someone that's just beginning? Oh my god! Have you got another time? Have you got another podcast? Because <laughs> I've got heaps of advice, and it's not um, advice like do what I say, but this is my experience. And I guess one of the most um, 
Oh, there was a really awesome time back when I when I first started, and I was so keyed up, and I was so keyed into um, you know making it right, and and you know getting the painting done, and um, getting the advertising done, and all the marketing, and and all that sort of stressy stuff. That I didn't actually stop and enjoy that process, and I think. If we can stop and be present in every moment, then that is the joy. That is where the real joy is. And I, I remember um, years ago I was in Mooney Ponds and I could see that someone was putting up a new sign out the front and they were, they were creating a new business. And this lady was walking up and down the street. She was highly stressed. She had the fags going. She had about six fags in a row that I was watching and she was super, super stressed. And I thought, you know, this is a really exciting time for her. She's like, you know, studying her new shop and she should be relaxed and enjoying it. Not relaxed. You've got to be – you've got to have some sort of, you know, nervous energy around you. But, you know, I just – I felt that that moment for her was lost and and I think that once that's gone, you can never really get that back. So to be present in every moment and to enjoy what life brings and what life throws at you – I think, and, yeah. and having the confidence to be able to get through every moment and believing in yourself. So, 100% believing in yourself. Thanks, Nat. I'm sure we could talk all afternoon, but <laughs> I think I think we should say our goodbyes. We'll have you on another episode very soon. Fantastic, T. Awesome. Thanks, guys. If you want to listen to more episodes, head to www.igroomhub.com.au forward slash media. Or you can find the episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts.